Um, what do you say, what do you think, like how people who are sort of just starting in industry, let's say like people who want like, yeah, like I want to, I want to be a freelance filmmaker or freelance, you know, photographer. Oh. And I, yeah. How do you get started, man? Like in this situation? No I mean, like this is tough for everybody. Hello everybody. How's it going? I'm your host, Joey Palmrus, and welcome to my podcast, The Joey Palmrus Show. If you are into photography, filmmaking, storytelling, social media, we cover all that and everything in between. This is where I sit down with the world's top creatives to discuss about their artistic journeys. We unpack valuable insights in all things creative to help you live your dreams. And without further ado, let's start this episode. Okay, so our today's guest is a photographer, a social media specialist. He's a creative producer with a massive Instagram following. He's known for his outdoor photography. And with his work, he takes viewers on these epic journeys to wild remote places around the globe. I've followed his work for years now. Jonas Linkola, welcome to the podcast, man. Great to have you. Thank you very much. It's a privilege. Dude, how's it going? Hopefully, uh, um, <laughs> hopefully, I didn't leave anything out in the intro. Right? That was more than enough. More than enough, dude. So, what's new, man? How's it going? Um, all is all is good. We are guaranteed for the sixth day now. Okay, dude, 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 dude. I wanna. Okay, I wanna talk about this situation, but I wanna leave it for later. I wanna okay. leave it for later. Like, I really wanna talk about it before that, though. Let's uh, start talking a little bit about you. How you got started? How do you get started with photography? You, you just decided to do that one day. You woke up and you were like, "No, this is this is what I want to do." Like you saw someone doing it. Like what? Dude, tell me. Uh, everything happened by chance. Basically, my friends invited me on a road trip with them, and right. I knew very little about photography or social media back in 2015. Okay. That was the January or February 2015. We went to we went on a road trip for two weeks. Okay. And during those long days and short nights, I was totally brainwashed into photography and visual storytelling by some amazing um, other Instagrammers from Finland. Dude, where do you get your inspiration, man? Your work is amazing. Like everything you post on social media, it's just like, I'm mind blown, man. Like every single time, like, where do you get that inspiration from? Most of the time it comes from other people because I just, I um, perceive the world from my own perspective. And mm. I kind of think that it's already a little bit boring, but when I get to know other people and uh, hear their stories and their interests or passions, that that's what really inspires me and in also in my own work that in in short listening to others inspires me a lot okay do you have like a mentor like who you got started with or yeah plenty of them actually during this um past five years i kind of feel that i have had at least six or seven mentors yeah you also know them but Probably the most influential person career-wise has been my little brother, Konstalinkola, who was already doing professional photography before me. And then right. um, another one who I'm with right now, actually, in this cabin is Daniel Taipale, who actually was one of those guys 
who invited me on the road trip in 2015. Okay. So you're still on that trip, sort of, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we never came back. <laughs> right. It's a lockdown now. It's a lockdown. We'll, we'll go to that later. Don't worry about that. We'll go to that later. So did, like, um, about the process, though, like, um, do you use reference shots? Like, how does that work for you? It depends so much if I'm working on a professional project or or um, on a personal project. For almost all professional projects, I use reference shots because it's the only, the easiest way to communicate the idea with the client or with other um, participants before the actual production has been done. Okay. But if it's a, if it's a personal project, no, then I'm just probably improvising all the time. I feel, I feel like I'm an improviser pretty okay. much through my life. Yeah. So you're sort of like me then I'd say like, I mean, depending on a project, obviously, but mm. like, let's say if there's a, um, if it's a, I don't know, like it's just you who's like involved in the project and possibly like just a product or one model or something. And then there's not like 10 other people. So you're not really like, like countable for like this, you know, this big production crew. Right. So I, yeah. I find it like maybe then it's just better sort of just room a little bit or also with your thoughts and just kind of like, you know, get closer to what you want to do, like through that, just like try out different things and not necessarily have like a massive plan written down already, because I feel like every single time when I've had those things go south like really fast and uh, all the best ideas eventually come out from just like behind a corner. Mm. For me, using reference shots has been um, connected to the learning process of photography because I, I feel that I was better in copying the other ideas only to learn to, for example, how to make compositions or how to use different settings in the camera. Mm. I needed some references to learn those techniques. Yeah. But after, uh, uh, for example, now it's, it's not necessary. Now, now the reference shots or mood boards are for communication. First of all, you got amazing photos. I already said that, but I can't highlight that enough. You got amazing photos. You love to shoot a lot of Sceneries, different sceneries, and normally you place a person or someone in your photos. Like uh, uh, most of the time, the people in my pictures they mean something to me. So the pictures are usually done within a group or within a team on the road or on an adventure with right. important people, and including important people in my own work has a great significance for for me as a photographer so yeah. i get i get really like um excited if i have the opportunity to have an important person in my own work because then i can yeah. share it to the person as well like do you remember this memory or or i love capturing and documenting um my uh relatives and friends lives in general yeah nature is a big part of your photos um so where did that aspect 
come from? For sure, from my parents, like they they were taking our us kids out since our early childhood. So right. since since I was the kid, I've already been in the nature and do some basic trekking or camping, um, cross country skiing and backcountry skiing with my parents. Right. Taking taking the camera along basically meant that I just had to carry two or three kilos more. I see you most of the time being around Norway, somewhere in Norway. <laughs> Tell us about Norway, man. Is that like your favorite place to be Norway? It's like the Lofoten area. Like what's that about? Northern Norway is fantastic area to explore because it's not the easiest place to be outdoors. Mm -hmm. You have to be comfortable in uncomfortable situations and you have to really face the weather conditions as they come, as they are. And the crazy and thing is like you sleep in a tent. You don't go to a comfy hotel like I do. Like I love going to a local same as you, man. But like I normally I go both. to you yeah. both, but still most of the time I see you tending out somewhere on top of mm -hmm. a mountain or something. I did that. I tried doing that once. That was actually my first time going there. My girlfriend said like, oh, she was like, where are you staying? Which hotel? And I was like, no, actually, like we're tenting out. We're sleeping on top of this mountain. And she was like, oh, like, baby, you're not you're not going to be uh, seriously. <laughs> and I was like, what are we talking about? Jonas is doing it. Like, why can't I do it? But dude, doing that is fucking hardcore, though. Mm, well, not hardcore, true. but like it's cold, it's damp. Like, it's not really comfortable, is it? No, no. So why do you why do you do it though? <laughs> I mean, I, I I know that you love being there, but like it's you... part of the culture, and maybe yeah. I don't want to go the easiest way anyway. I love that short answer. Not the easiest short. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it, right? Most likely. I'm super curious about one thing. Uh -huh. One thing. How do you stay on the road all the time? It's not like I mean, you're a freelancer, like I mean. mm. but. You don't do the normal. I mean, you still do this somewhat, but like you don't, you don't just do like commercial, you know, commercial based things where you do a commercial and you give it out to the client and that's that. And then an agent calls you and then you proceed. Mm. Um, oh. I'm always like, oh, okay. When I open my Instagram and I see your profile, like you post a new photo maybe or something and you're somewhere arctic or whatever again and i'm like how does he do that he's there he goes again man like you've been around dude like tell mm. me about like what did you do like what's your what's your job dude like i know like you hate the word influencer whereas i do yeah um uh, well the key here is long partnerships with clients like having clients who trust in my vision and they stay my clients for many years enables right. me to also build a lifestyle which which I want um, if I I currently I'm changing my lifestyle quite a lot so I'm coming back to town and yeah. that's an that's another story but, yeah, you, you um, haven't been back. You haven't been back for that five years. You left 2015, like you said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but of course, you also need 
many friends who are doing also the same because so friends it, are supporting. So it's with the same crowd, like who you started with, or somewhat. Not not all the time, but some of them are still here, and right. some new faces. Mostly new faces because the network has been growing so rapidly. Okay, dude. Now we can get to the current situation. It is shitty situation we're in right now. As I a remember... creative entrepreneur, as a creative entrepreneur, it's probably the most challenging situation ever. Especially, um, dude. I mean, because you travel for work, sorta. You're on the road, dude. You were in. You just you just came back. You're in north of Finland right now, right? You're in Lapland. Yeah, right? guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I remember calling you a week ago. I was like One week telling ago. you that. Yeah. I was telling you like we were thinking about well, we, were, we actually had a we had plans to come to Lofoten. And you said you're gonna be there. I was like, sick. Now we're gonna to do stuff, you know, and this whole corona situation or COVID nineteen as like as they call it was spreading from Asia and it had just landed to Europe. And I was like, okay, I mean, you know, if they close the borders, I don't mind being locked away in Lofoten. I mean, it's a pretty place mm -hmm. to be and there's not yeah. too many people. So we can go on hikes and stuff like that. But then on the day I called you, you were like, dude, you, you better hurry up because they're about to like close the borders, right? That's and right. and uh, I was counting the hours, like how long would it take me to drive from Helsinki to the border of Finland and Sweden, then from there to the border of Sweden and Norway. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to make it. I called you the next day saying, no, you actually messaged me the next day. We're in a lockdown, like Norway's locked. I was like, damn it. Like, I didn't make it. Like, I was so envious, which was funny. was that like two days after you actually messaged me saying like Norwegian government is kicking you out as well. What True. was that about? <laughs> Um, so, um, we got the message from Norwegian authorities that if you, if you don't have the citizenship or permanent working place there, then go back home. Yeah. And, and you just got there as well. I remember oh, that yeah, must have... we, we had, we were there only four days also planned to be for probably one week at least, but life happened. Life happened, man. And so where are you now? You're in Ballas? The other option would have been to drive all the way back to Helsinki, but as we were working still and we didn't know that the regulations for traveling are getting more and more strict, we decided to stay in Ballas area. Um, so you're current, in a cabin there? But the current on, situation is that it would be 1000 kilometer drive back home and traveling is strictly forbidden right now. So I consulted uh, two doctors who told us that if we are safe here and if we don't have any interactions with other people, we should definitely stay here as long yeah. as our food supplies are okay. But then, of course, at some point, it's inevitable that we also drive back. So you said. You said it's already somewhat affecting your work. I mean, it, this is a shitty situation where, and especially if you're a creative freelancer, yeah, um, um, like you and me. And dude, um, how is like how's your current situation? Is it is it already affecting it or all my project during the next month 
were postponed by one month. But I am in a very lucky situation because I have um, still projects and clients are not leaving me. Yeah. For example, for, for some uh, creative entrepreneur friends, some or most of the clients already left, like they just um, decided not to do the projects. Yeah. I was in a very fortunate situation that my all work was just postponed. Yeah, that happened to me too. Like there are like few things that got that are now postponed. Um, I think the situation is all about like if you have like a good relationship with the people that you're working with. Mm. If if the, if, the, if there's like a long relationship of work that you've already done with a specific brand or whatever. But there are a lot of there are a lot of like event photographers or filmmakers who are now going, yeah. oh shit, like. I was going to do like 20 weddings this summer or I was going to do all these, you know, music events. Super hard. No, and nothing. They got nothing right now. The situation is not easy, man. With the situation being she for all um, freelancers, you know, creative freelancers, there are still ways that you could potentially continue doing this even, mm-hmm. even like during the lockdown, right? Yeah, there are many ways. Um, I actually already started two different new projects with my little brother oh, really? in order to keep the keep the work going. Okay, awesome, man. Um, like I was just speaking with my brother as well, and I said, like, yeah, you know, you know, you can still offer, you know, film editing. You can offer. You can have like maybe small studio set up at home that you can do like one person shoots or whatever something easy if you got like a massive following or smaller following on instagram or youtube you can do branded content there's still like a lot of ways that you know you can still continue work yeah for Um, example go online with your own skills now is a good time to um script tutorials and for example in case you have a drone and Hundred of gigabytes of drone footage, just yeah. put them on the stock. Like, yeah, stock, stock footage. footage, man, that's good. I, actually, I didn't even think about the stock footage yet. I haven't really thought about it that much. Like, what what there, what there could be. But yeah, yeah stock most, footage, man. Have you started doing most, that? I've done uh, drone stock footage for one and a half years now. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't know. Okay. How how is that? How is it um how is it working with stock footage? Well it's not big, but I mean it's something now I don't it it's something every month. Yeah. And this is a situation where if people don't have work, then they can kind of reorganize their workflow or just go through their archives and look for the best pictures and when the day when the day comes, um, set up a print shop or something. Now it's a good time for going through the archives. Um, what do you say? What do you think? Like how people who are sort of just starting industry, let's say like people who want like yeah, like I wanna I wanna be a freelance filmmaker, a freelance you know photographer, oh. and I, yeah, you don't really have like <laughs> you, your resume is like super low as well, and like how do you get started, man? Like in this situation, no tricky. Idea. Eh? I mean, like 
learning something that others don't know how to do. I, this is tough for everybody. If the clients cancel projects, that's probably the worst case scenario for any entrepreneur. Like my only advice is hang on to your clients and just postpone all the projects if you don't lose the clients because that's the end of your story. You start from zero then. Yeah. And there's like a million creative ways that you can um, start building your resume at home as well. Like, mm. you know, creating new stuff, even though it's just in your living room or balcony or whatever, you can still be creative around that and just like try out new things and just like get better with everything, especially like knowing your gear and, you know, whatever. Okay, man. But, um, dude, um, I'm going to let you go back drinking your Corona and enjoying your cabin life up there in the north. Yeah. Still sort of... Sauna time. No. Yeah, you should not say that, man. We don't have a sauna here. Like, we're... Really? <laughs> dude, we were going to we go to this cabin on Monday. We had to cancel because, like, they don't want uh, people to travel, like, within the country anymore. So we have to cancel that as well. So that was my last chance to go to sauna. That was my freaking last chance, man. Why did you tell me that you guys have a sauna there? Jesus. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, <laughs> okay, folks. So you can find Jonas on Instagram at Jonas Linkola. And if you're not following him by now, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with you. Go <laughs> give him a... <laughs> Go give him a follow, follow now. <laughs> so he can go through his amazing work. Just keep uh, keep scrolling down. There's a lot of photos there, amazing photos, man. Especially in times like this, it's nice to like being able to see like what the world actually looks like. You know, I don't know how long this whole lockdown is gonna take. <laughs> Hopefully, not too long. Okay, thanks for the interview, dude. Um, being yeah. wanting to pick your brain for a long time now. Well, um, this was great, man. It was great. Thank you very much, Joey. Thanks. I'll, I'll talk My to you later. Pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> Catch you later. Take One care. One snow angels for me as well. Will do. Okay. Bye, bro. Bye. Bye-bye. And that's a wrap for this episode. Make sure to stay tuned for the next one. We got new interesting episodes coming out soon. Meanwhile, you can check out my other work. You'll find me at Joey Palmers in all platforms. For now, I want to thank you for listening. Till next time. Thanks. Bye.